you are listening to the Spiritual Warrior Coach with Barbara Sabin, the podcast for discovering how powerful your wisdom, compassion, and courage is. Get ready to join Barbara and her guests as they explore and offer you advice on how to reclaim your power, your energy, and your authentic self. And now, here's the host of the show, Barbara Sabin. Thank you for joining me today and welcome. I am Barbara Savin, your spiritual warrior coach, and I am here to help you reclaim your power, your energy, and your authentic self. And for those of you that may not know me, I am a certified clinical and medical hypnotherapist, Reiki master and teacher, energy healing specialist, life coach, and best-selling author of Gentle Energy Touch, The Beginner's Guide to Hands-On Healing. You know, I have been helping my clients for over 35 years, and the older I get, hmm, the more wisdom seems to come through. So isn't it time that you believe in yourself? You know, your mind is going to provide you with your greatest challenges in life because it is so very, very powerful. So let's use it for positive thinking, creating harmony, balance, peace, love, happiness, and anything else that your heart desires. Because one day, the world will tap you on your shoulder and say, this is your time to shine. So before I get to my special guest, Royce Morales, I usually begin my podcast with an inspirational short story. This one is called The Starfish. Once a man was walking along a beach. The sun was shining. It was a beautiful day. And off in the distance, he could see a person going back and forth between the surf's edge and the beach. Back and forth, this person went. And as the man approached, he could see that there were hundreds of starfish stranded on the sand as a result of the natural action of the tide. There were far too many starfish, and many of them would probably perish. And as he approached, the person continued the task of picking up one starfish one time at another and then just throwing them back into the surf. And as the man came up to the person, he said, you must be crazy. There are thousands of miles of beach covered with these starfishes. You can't possibly make a difference. Well, the person looked at him and then he stooped down and picked up one more starfish and threw it back into the ocean. And then he turned back to the man and said, it sure made a difference to that one. <laughs> so isn't that an interesting story? <clears throat> so now I'm going to change my view here and get my guest on. Ah, my special guest today is Royce Morales. She is a transformational facilitator. She's an author and speaker. And Royce developed Perfect Life Awakening and also Empower Your Life and spiritual cognition integration and the spiritual integration assisting program that has been teaching and utilizing these powerful techniques for over four decades. 
And these are groundbreaking inner works that gets to the root cause to transform that person's life. So welcome, 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 Royce. How are you today? Thank you, Barbara. I'm great. I love that story. That's a wonderful story. It's so true. Oh, it, it is. You know, it only makes one, it, just a difference to one person. And, and like us as healers, if we can help one person, that makes a difference in their lives. So that, you know, I know you've been doing this for a very long time. I'm just <laughs> yes. so curious. I know. Uh, how did you actually get started uh, doing this? Well, it's kind of a long story, but just to kind of cut to the chase, I've just been searching my whole life. And I did a bunch of different trainings and studied philosophy and spirituality and religion and all of that. And I just found that, you know, I would feel good for a while. Um, it was always interesting, but I wanted to get to the root. Uh, and none of these, these things that I did provided that. Mm -hmm. And I just always sensed that there must be something more. And so I just kind of, you know, started doing my own inner work and discovered a bunch of things working on myself and a bunch of people just started arriving in my life and said, can you teach us what you know? And I, and they landed in my living room and I just started teaching. And um, it was kind of intuitive. It just sort of came out of me. Um, I had no idea what answers to questions would arrive, and they just always did. You know, I would open my mouth and words would come out, and I'd go, wow, that sounded profound. <laughs> <laughs> so I'd write it all down after everybody left, and it just kind of evolved from there. Um, and like you said, I've been, you know, perfecting it, so to speak, for, for decades, and teaching small groups and teaching individuals and it just kind of evolved from there. It really did. Do, were you spiritual as a, as a child or intuitive? Yes. And my mother was one of these people that was very, very logical based. She was a genius, literally a genius. And I would ask her questions and she'd be, you know, <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> which was very frustrating for her because she, you know, she wanted facts and information, but she was never spiritually based like I was. And um, it just kind of was frustrating for her, frustrating for me. So I just started on my, down my own path. Um, and like I said, I studied everything in the world, um, trying to find answers. Yeah. Yeah. It happens. You know, my grandma was a healer yeah. and it was my mother's mother. And also my great grandma was a healer. And it, it amazed me how <clears throat> excuse me, my mother would actually uh, tell me to, shh, you know, <laughs> it's your imagination. Oh, yeah. But as a child, you know, we, we, we feel more and we can see and we hear. And, you know, I used to have tons of, of um, uh, spirit friends, you could say, you know, imaginary friends, uh, which always talk to me. So, <laughs> and, and yet, my, you know, again, you know, uh, we, we were, always, I was always taught to just be quiet about it. And it, like you, you know, after a while, it, it does get frustrating. And then we, we know in our hearts that it's, it is, we're really feeling something. So did your mom then, uh, you know, when you knew, did you actually tell her what you were feeling and everything? No, I, I never did because she just couldn't hear, you know, she wasn't open to it mm -hmm. and um, always wanted to be, you know, my daughter needs to be normal, <laughs> oh, I I, I, I <laughs> socially acceptable and all of that. 
but, um, and I, you know, when I married my first husband, I, I made a very conscious choice to just turn all of that stuff off and be normal. Um, and I tried, you know, I was married to him for seven years and I really tried hard <laughs> to be normal, but eventually it didn't work and we ended up getting divorced. But um, yeah, it's, it was all about being acceptable in my family. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a tough one when you know, you have those abilities and you just can't say anything. It, it's frustrating. And then like even myself, I turned it off for quite many years uh, because I was always made fun of. But then after a while you say, I don't care what anyone says about me. I'm just going to go for it. And, and I guess that that's what we do. And we actually take that fear from us that we were feeling and we just let it go. And that's when we finally become who we're meant to be. So, yeah. you know, I, I know uh, because I was reading your bio that you've written three books, you know, yes. one called No, uh, one called Want, and the other one called Back. Yes. I, I, I said to myself, wow, that's what amazing titles. So I'm just, <laughs> you know, can you just tell our listeners a little bit about what each one of them is about and, and maybe why you've actually written them? Sure. It's interesting that you picked up on the titles because all of those titles were given to me <laughs> intuitively uh -huh. because I would write the books and have no idea what to call them. And I would meditate in the, and literally the words would be given to me. Um, the first one is called Want true love, past lives, and other complications. <laughs> and that one is based on, it's, it's kind of a fictionalized story about a spiritual teacher. I keep doing air quotes. Um, it's really my story uh, when I met my soulmate. And uh, it just, it talks about the, the influence of past lives and how we're constantly being guided from memories that we're not even aware of. And I had started to tap, to tap into those memories, met my soulmate very inadvertently, and discovered what soulmate love is really about. And it's not at all what you think. <laughs> it's not walking arm in arm off into the sunset and blissfully living happily ever after. Uh, at least not for me, it wasn't. And I find that a lot of people have that same experience. And so they question the whole notion of soulmates. Um, but, you know, soulmates, and, and I talk a lot about this in the book, but soulmates are really about kind of waking you up to your denial in very deep ways, very profound ways, um, because they're kind of like your opposite. You know, they're, you're very similar. I, I, I describe it as being the yin and the yang, where you're in this one wholeness, and yet you're opposite as well. Mm -hmm. And you learn so much from your soulmate about what you're in denial of and what you've suppressed and what you've denied about yourself. Um, and it's a feeling that, gosh, I've known this person forever. And yet, I, ah, <laughs> get them out of my face. <laughs> so that's what that one is about. And um, it, it has a lot of my teachings in it as well. Uh, the, the second one that I wrote is called No, which is K-N-O-W, not N-O. Mm -hmm. uh, no, a spiritual wake-up call. And that one, I really, my arm had to be twisted to write that one because I, I talk a lot about what I teach. And just so your, your listeners know, my teaching was always presented to small groups. 
um, I always felt that because of the depth of what I get into and the stuff that gets churned up for people, I needed to have small groups so that it was more intimate and I could be more of a supervisor in terms of what does come up for people. So to write that book, I felt like, oh God, you know, it's, it's taking it out in the world in big ways. And what if people have reactions to it and, and all of that? So I, I was very hesitant, but so it took me years to write it and, and to release it. Um, but it does get into very specific information about what I teach, and it has little exercises at the end of each chapter and lots of stories and examples and, you know, how does it impact your life to know this stuff? Um, and basically what the information is, is uh, getting to the roots of the subconscious aspects of, you know, where did I start self-sabotage? Where did I start not feeling deserving? Where did I become addictive? Where did I, where did I lose myself spiritually? And getting to the roots of those issues and yanking them out, you know, allows you to let go of all of that stuff, rather than just putting pretty cliched spiritual quotes on top of things or thinking positive or visualizing, you know, it, it gets down to the source. So that's the second book that I wrote. Um, and the third book that I wrote is called Back, uh, Rebirth After Stroke. And that's a true story about my experience of when my husband had a massive stroke six and a half years ago and how this you know, spiritual teacher dealt with it. You know, And it goes into, it's a very um, raw, shall we say, expose of all that I went through for the first two years after his stroke uh, and what I learned from that on a spiritual level because it really deepened a lot of what I thought I had learned but it got to deeper levels of it and it's really I, I designed it so that it's not just for people that have gone through having a loved one have a stroke but any kind of traumatic uh, experience that you that people go through so that they can learn from it, so that they can evolve from it. So that's what that one is about. Wow, that must have been very challenging. It was, it definitely was, I admit it, yes. Mm -hmm. But I don't think I could have gotten through it without understanding you know, the, the spiritual lessons and looking at it from a spiritual perspective rather than feeling like a victim. So. Right, exactly. So now, how is he now? Um, he gets a little bit better each day, but he's still, you know, he can't really talk and he has a hard time walking. It, it affected his right side. So, wow. So, yeah. So we're, we're working on it. Yeah. Yeah. That's wow. I, it's give you a lot of credit. That's, that's yeah. all I know. I, I had uh, taken care of my parents when, <clears throat> excuse me, my mother uh, was diagnosed with Parkinson's and it's, it's challenging. It, it, your life um, changes completely uh, when you take care of someone with Parkinson's and dementia. And um, but you know the the thing is, to, you know, you have the strength inside, and to keep on going and and keep on helping them to the best that you can. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it does it does take a lot out of us though. But the thing is to understand, like I understood that even though I was there to help them both because both parents had it. Mm -hmm. um, 
I still had to take care of me. I had to still love me um, and, uh, and understand that the illness, uh, because they actually did not really know who I was quite many times, um, was not because they didn't understand, they didn't know me. It was because of the illness. So it's, it's important for us to, to not take things personally, I feel, you know, when a parent or a husband, you know, gets uh, ill. So, but um, wow. There were a lot of spiritual lessons from that for me. Yeah. You know, I look at everything in terms of what am I supposed to learn or what is it that's being triggered in me from this so that I can discover more about myself. And, um, you know, my husband knows this stuff too. So we, even though he's nonverbal, we, we still are able to get in touch with what it's about. You know, why did we... Why? why <laughs> why did we have this? why did we choose this i talk a lot about how everything on some level is a choice so on some level i knew that i was choosing somebody that was going to have a stroke you know 30 years into our marriage so you know why why is that so yeah it it, it, it brought me to some real deep places oh it does because i yeah, evidently i chose my parents and and this happened uh with them uh just about 20 years ago and so I needed to reach inside of myself and say, all right, this is a spiritual awakening for me and, and true lessons without a doubt. Yeah. And not, as you mentioned, not to be a victim of the, of that situation, but to help to the best that, that we can. Yeah. So look, talking about spiritual, <clears throat> what is the, the spiritual cognition that, that you do? Um, spiritual cognition integration is uh, what I call it, and I know that's a mouthful, but it's basically <laughs> an inner adventure, uh, which sounds a lot happier, <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's kind of like what I was saying before, getting to the roots, getting to the sources of where we decided certain things about ourselves and others and life that basically programmed us to have negative attitudes or to have self-destructive um, ideas or, you know, just negative programming that we determined quite young and or past lives. Mm -hmm. And that programming impacts every single thing that we do. It impacts our thoughts about ourselves and others and life. Um, it influences how we treat other people it influences how we act it influences how we what we believe about ourselves and others and from those um from that programming from those specific incidents where we started to buy into all of that negative stuff we then live our life from it and we're not conscious of it it's all deeply subconscious um, and the work that I do helps people get in touch with that, not just so that they can say, oh, wow, yeah, I was such a victim, but what did I decide about myself from that? And I can release that now and I can replace it with something positive, which I always end my sessions with. Um, and these are individual sessions. Uh, I teach people about this technique in my course that I offer, but um, and, you know, people, a lot of people just do it on their own, but I find that to get to a really deep place and get to access some of those incidents, those specific moments, um, it really takes some one-on-one -on -one work with me to do that. Uh, and I do make myself available to do that with people. 
but that's that's pretty much what it is. is um, and it really it it kind of well, it doesn't kind of it definitely opens up people to discover their spiritual nature and to discover who they really are authentically who they really are because we have it, you know, covered over so well with all the acts and all the masks that we put on um, just to, to feel safe in this world. So that's what it's about. And, and, you know, people have breakthrough to their spirituality. They discover their, their true purpose. Um, they discover, you know, what they're here to do, you know, who they really are. And on the way, by releasing some of these you know, the root causes of some of the stuff that they've been carrying with them, they're able to, I don't know, feel more joyful, feel more deserving, feel more alive, feel more joy, uh, that sort of thing, just in a nutshell. Yeah. So it, it, so is, is that different from uh, the perfect life awakening? Um, perfect life awakening is the kind of the overall name that I've given what I do. Um, but, and spiritual cognition integration is, is an aspect of that, that allows a perfect life to awaken. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing how we do awaken, you know, I, I, um, oh, this was about 30 years ago. Uh, you know, how other people's negative thoughts or thinking can sometimes of course affect us. Um, I was, uh, diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis. And I remember sitting in the doctor's office and him telling me, you know, you have rheumatoid arthritis, it's not curable and blah, 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 blah. And then he turns around and tells me, and, you know, by the way, you, you will be crippled just like your mom. Wow. And I looked at him and I got up and I said to him, how dare you say something so negative to me? Oh. You know, I refuse to allow you to put that seed in my head. And I, I walked out of the office. And then a, a year later, I went back after I had another blood test. And to him, by the way, just to show him how wrong he was. And um, he looked at the blood work and he said, oh, I, I can't find, maybe this was a mistake, you know, rheumatoid <laughs> arthritis. And I says, no, it wasn't. I said, you know, everyone has the ability if they really choose to, to really deep inside to heal thyself. I says, and I chose to allow your words to fall to the ground. I says, plus I stomped on them, but I sent them down with love and light and healing. Because <laughs> <laughs> they needed love and light and healing. You know, so, you know, it's amazing how other people's words, and I'm sure you see this uh, in your teaching, that affect, that affect us. And I always say, and even to, um, um, you know, parents that I see, be careful what you say to your children, because you're planting that little seed that one day will sprout into a huge tree. And then they'll think they're not good enough that, uh, you know, they're not pretty, they don't love themselves, whatever the case may be. So, you know, positive thinking is so important to everybody. And I guess a lot of people don't understand that. So is, is that a lot of uh, what, what you actually help people with is their, their thoughts? Absolutely. Yeah. And I find that, um, you know, not at all to invalidate what you just said, and because it's so important, but I find that people buy into 
negativity mm-hmm. if they already have that seed and it just helps it kind of flourish. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> by getting to the root of, you know, where did I, where did I buy into that, you know, and getting and pulling that out. So they don't even have to worry about what somebody says to them, because if it does trigger them, there's something there to be triggered. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's what I do with people. Um, but yeah, I, it, it's, it's imperative to watch what you say to people. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. You know, um, and, and my grandma would always tell, she would say, Babacita, if anyone's words to you, you know, if they don't resonate and it doesn't feel that that's who you are, do not take those words internally. And I grew up with that. You know, uh, even though I was bullied a lot in school because of you know being intuitive, but um, to this day, no matter what anyone says, you know it's so important that we know who we truly are, yeah. and to get rid of, you know, all that the fear and the heaviness and not appreciating. And I, I feel the most important thing is to actually love ourselves for who we are. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So that we're able to grow spiritually. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you know, you know, in your the awakening. Let let me ask you, um, what makes your approach uh, somewhat different, you know, than than others uh, that are teaching, you know, the spirituality? Yeah. Well, again, I find that because I go deep, um, the teachings become real. In other words, when I was studying spirituality, it would always sound, oh, that just sounds so nice and it feels so yummy and <laughs> gushy. And, you know, and by the time I would drive home from my latest spiritual class or whatever, I'd be flipping people off on the freeway or yelling at my son when I got home. You know, and it, uh-huh. it was like so frustrating to me because I, I knew that other stuff. I knew it was real. I knew that we should be loving and we should be positive and all of that good stuff, but I couldn't keep it. So that became my challenge to discover what is it that's getting in the way? How can I get rid of that stuff that's in the way so that that becomes our reality? So that coming from love and coming from positivity and coming from trust can become real rather than, oh, I've got, I've got a love, you know, (laughs) so we don't have to white knuckle it, you know, Uh Mm -hmm. so yeah, that's what makes it different, getting to the root, getting to the source, pulling up that stuff, so that it becomes who we really are, you know. Well, yeah, I always say, you know, uh, it's so important that we, that we find the root cause, because once you find the root cause is actually when we're able to heal. Yes. So, and, and a lot of people, uh, some of them actually don't understand it, but hopefully a lot of them, I think now there's more of a, a spiritual awakening that's happening. More and more people are actually seeking out people like yourself and, and myself to help them, you know, uh, heal and, and understand what that, that spirituality is not woo woo, that it's really real. (laughs) So, uh uh-huh. Yeah. So let me ask you, um, what benefits that, you know, uh, do your students actually, you know, derive from your teachings? Oh, it's, I think the list is pretty endless, but um, I have a lot of people that arrive feeling 
frustrated, they have repetitious patterns that don't resolve, they're, maybe they have some addictiveness issues or um, gosh, there's just so many different issues that people arrive with. You know, maybe they were abused, maybe they were, um, you know, they had horrible parents or whatever it is. And I find that once they start getting to the roots and pulling up all that old stuff that's causing them to be that way or causing them to attract that in their life, those things can start to dissipate um, and they can feel a, a consistent feeling of joy. Um, they can let go of the past. They can understand why certain things keep happening or certain patterns don't resolve. Mm -hmm. um, and I, you know, and I, I always tell people don't have expectations as to what's going to happen from this because I've had people, you know, arrive in my class and they're like, oh, I want to meet Mr. Right or I want to make a million dollars or I want to win the lottery or whatever it is. <laughs> and after five weeks of classes, they're like, well, I don't think it's working because I haven't met him yet or I haven't won the lottery. And then when I sit down with them and I say, well, what is it that has shifted? And they think about it for a little while and they say, hmm, well, let's see, my business doubled. Um, I balanced my checkbook. I lost 20 pounds. You know, they start going through the list of all the things that have happened, you know, but it's not what it was supposed to look like for them to think that it was working. So that's why I tell people to not have expectations. And I, I generally don't even talk about things that can happen because I, that kind of sets up, you know, an expectation of this, this is this has to happen, you know, but yeah, there's so many things that happen from it. Yeah. I feel, you know, we need to just go with the flow and, and healing is like a roller coaster ride. Yeah. You know, there are days that, oh, wow. We say, wow, this is, this is good. And then all of a sudden we get hit with other things. And then we say, hello, isn't anyone listening? <laughs> I think I got it already, but why is this happening again? Right. So, yeah, yeah. It's like anything yeah. else. Yeah. Yeah. No expectations. I, I, I always, when my clients come to see me, I always tell them don't have expectations because it could be completely different than what you, you think you need. Yes, definitely. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so, so, you know, with everything that's changed and the, of course, COVID and everything has your audience actually changed over the years? Or, or are they becoming more spiritual? I, that's a tough question because um, I think through the years, gosh, when I first started teaching, if I even mentioned the word reincarnation, people would just go, uh. <laughs> you know, but now there's, there's so much more acceptance of that. And there's curiosity about certain things that people thought were, you know, very woo woo. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I definitely think that there's, there's an openness. And I think that COVID, and I don't mean to sound Pollyanna-ish at all, but I think that COVID is really kicking us in the butt, waking up people in, in terms of well, what are we, why is this going on? Mm -hmm. You know, and I think the planet on a global level is starting to understand the importance of a lot of different things that happened from it, whether it just means that we need to, you know, be more mindful and more present you know, because life can crumble, <laughs> you know, that's a huge yeah. lesson that people need to learn. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I, I definitely think that my audience has changed. Definitely. 
Yeah. Oh yeah. I know for myself last year, um, I had a suite in Westlake and before that I was, it, I was so busy. And then all of a sudden when COVID hit, nothing, nothing. Mm -hmm. And it, it, it took me a little bit of a while to understand, wow, you know, maybe this is happening because I need to rest also. And, yeah. and I, I feel many of us actually learned that lesson that it's okay to uh, take time out for ourselves. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. and, and many of us learned uh, to actually de-stress ourselves and we slept better. Yeah. And then over a period of time, of course, then financially you get a little worried again, <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. but then it all, it, it seems to work out. It really worked out. Um, and, you know, it, it's, it, it's funny because um, some people are, are open to spiritual, you know, learnings and while others are actually closed off. So, you know, I'm curious in, in, your opinion, in your opinion, what makes like someone become open to what we're teaching them, you know, while others are still so closed off and they just won't even look at it. Yeah, well, I think generally speaking, students arrive in my life that have reached a point of either desperation because things are horrible, or something has happened in their life to kind of, I don't know, hit them in the head and wake them up. Uh -huh. <laughs> <You know? laughs> As I always say, whatever it takes, right? Our higher consciousness will do whatever it takes to get us to get it. Um, and either, it, it, like I said, it could be deep fears or something horrible, traumatic happening, or a big life shift is happening, or they have some kind of a spiritual awakening. Mm -hmm. So that's generally it. Um, and, you know, unfortunately, people that are very close to this are just so caught up in fear. Oh, yeah. You know, I used to think, well, why can't everybody just get it? You know, I but I think fear definitely gets in the way. And it's terrifying. I mean, it's a lot of work waking up. It really is. It's not just going one day, here you are asleep. And then the next day, it's like, okay, here I am. It takes some digging. It really does, especially for it to be permanent. Oh yeah, it, it takes um, a lot of digging and and a lot of uh, seeing things, you know, right in front of you and and making choices. Uh, am I going to let this go, or am I going to still hold on to it because it feels familiar? Yeah, and so it does. Uh, um, it does awaken us. Hopefully, you know, some of us. Uh, I know for myself. There were things that I was so fearful about, and then it just kept on coming right at me. And I said, well, I have to let this go already. I mean, I'm holding on to energy of the past that really doesn't serve me purpose, except it brings you down and it makes you feel very heavy. And you actually do not heal by holding on to yesterday. We learn, hopefully, from what's happened yesterday. But the thing is to actually let go of it and to move forward. And, and I think some people... Um, they awaken um, and hopefully they'll, they can manifest one, you know, their life purpose. Um, I know for myself, I was born with the intuitive abilities and, and as a healer, but I didn't actually tap into it until my forties. 
And, and now I'll be, you know, uh, September, I'll be 73. And I say, all right, it's never too late, you know, to do things uh, and to fulfill your authentic self. Um, so, you know, the, let me ask, do you feel that um, it takes a long time for people to actually awaken to their higher consciousness to actually manifest what it is that they need to? I think it takes everybody a different amount of time. I've had students, and I, I remember one in particular. <clears throat> he came to one class. He got it. <laughs> and he said, okay, I'm done. Oh, he's and done. I looked at him, and I, and I thought, that, okay, you're right. You're done. Mm -hmm. You know, he, it, it was mind-boggling to me. And then I've, I've had students for 20 and 30 years that still don't get it you know, that I, I work with and work with and work with. And, you know, it's just like hitting them over the head for them to get it. So everybody is different. Mm -hmm. um, and, and again, there's no set time schedule and there's don't have expectations. And, you mm -hmm. know, I give people, I, I always joke, but I tell people that when they start taking my classes, you're given two things. You're given a shovel and a mirror. And that's, you know, that's all you need <laughs> in life. You know, I have a little, I have a little shovel hanging on my, oh, my chain here, but yeah. And it depends on how, how much people are willing to deep, to, to dig deep, you know, and some people, they, they get to a certain level and that's all that they're willing or able to handle in this yeah. life. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. You know, but some people want to go deeper and deeper and deeper. And, you know, I'm one of them that. Can't, I can't get it. I want to go deeper, you know, all the time. So I, I understand. Yeah. I'm that way too. You know, I, like you mentioned about shoveling and mirror, I'm, I, I keep on shoveling. Right. <laughs> you keep know, I'm looking shoveling. in the mirror and say, okay, we need to get rid of this one. So right. yeah. yeah. And that's how we heal. And hopefully in this lifetime, um, I feel in this lifetime, I'm uh, not completely there, but I'm almost there because I'm seeing things so differently. Um, and then of course, I always say, I really don't want to come back, but <laughs> I don't know if I have a choice or not. <laughs> <laughs> well, you do have a choice. Yes. Yeah, yeah, we, we do. I, 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 I ask, you know, my higher self and God, let me come back as an angel. So, you know, as a spirit guide, so I can help others. Well, but yeah, we'll see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> you are. So, yeah. But um, that, let me ask you, um, do you feel that, um, that uh, understanding, you know, do, do clients, most clients, do they understand and take less action? Or do they begin to take action, but yet don't quite understand? I really encourage people to take action with this work. I, I do find that if they don't, if they just, you know, keep the information up here and they think, wow, yeah, well, I did that in a past life. Isn't that interesting? That kind of invalidates the work in a way. Mm -hmm. um, it's the work is about taking action. So at the end of every session and at the end of every class, I have people make real what I call real world commitments. Mm -hmm. So what can I do with what I just got in touch with? What am I what am I supposed to clean up with what I just realized? What am I supposed to bring to the world? 
you know, how is this part of my purpose that's unfolding that I need to do something with this information? So I think it's imperative. Um, I'm not one of those people that encourages people to go on a mountaintop and sit there and meditate all day. It's like, no, you need to do something with this. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I really encourage that. To, to action. Yeah, I feel the same way. I mean, because we can, you can, words, you know, we can words and talk and say everything, but if you do not take action towards something, nothing will ever happen. Yeah. So it's yeah. so important to, you know, especially those that are seeking your help, you know, to mention, you, you have to take this action. You have to do something about it. Otherwise you stay in the same energy that has always been there. And then nothing changes really. You may have a little bit of an understanding, but you're not really clearing what needs to be cleared. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, when someone calls you on the phone um, and they sign up for your uh, program, uh, describe the process, you know, that, you know, that you, you know, that you talk to them about, you know, whether or not they're a fit, I, I guess, for your program or not. Well, I kind of figure if somebody reaches out to me, there must be a reason. <laughs> so, <clears throat> yeah, but um, I usually explain to people what is available. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. I have a, a seven module e-course that they can do, um, which kind of gives people the basic understanding of what the teachings are about. And then after doing that course, they can, you know, sign up for some private sessions with me where we can get those shovels and mirrors out and really do some digging. Mm -hmm. I also do live, well, now everything is Zoom, but live Zoom classes where I only allow 10 or 12 people to be enrolled um, because, again, it really needs that, that uh, individualized you know, uh, intimacy, so to speak, so that I'm there and I can help people through certain things. Um, if stuff starts to come up, I can help them to take a look at it on a deeper level. Um, and I do find that the group experience is invaluable. You know, I've been doing this a long time and it's really interesting to me because, <clears throat> excuse me, that every group in the 40 years I've been doing this, every group that gets together ends up having some kind of a reason that they were drawn together. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I've had groups where everybody started sharing about having an alcoholic father, mm -hmm. or I've had groups, and it's really kind of interesting when the McMartin uh, preschool case was going on back in the 80s where kids were disclosing being ritually abused, it ended up that I had a group of 12 people and 10 of them had children that had gone to the McMartin preschool. Wow. So it's just amazing, you know, that that kind of thing happens uh, that draws people together. And people always learn so much from the other people in the group or one person will share something and it will trigger something in another so that they, they're able to get in touch with stuff as well. So I really recommend doing the, the live group experience. Um, and then I explained to people about the private sessions that I do, the, the, uh, the inner adventures that I can lead them in. Um, and then if they feel ready after all that, then they sign up for whatever they feel ready for. 
Um, and I do think that it's important to have the basic information before they do the inner work with me. But I, I have worked with people that haven't had that information and that's fine too. But I, I encourage that as well. Masu, um, good for you. You know, it's nice to know that there are people such as yourself in this world that can help others. Yeah. Um, and that actually knows what it is that you know for them uh because I, I you know i know there's some people out there that they claim to be healers or life coaches or whatever and and it's just it just isn't so and yeah. you know to find someone that is really authentic is so important and and you know i i can just feel you know without a doubt that you are truly authentic and yeah. you know oh without a doubt because uh, you know again i you know as i mentioned i i can feel um, so you've been doing this for 30 years, you said 40, Oh, 40 years. <laughs> yes. oh, oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's a long time. It is. Yeah. Boy, you must've had a lot of different clients with all different situations. Definitely. And it, 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 it's a great feeling when I know for myself, when, you see a client begin to truly heal and understand. And I say, well, all right, now I know I've done what I'm supposed to do for them. Yeah. And, uh, you know, just like getting them awakened and understanding that they no longer need to be a victim of parents that, that may have abused them or an alcoholic family, that they have their own journey in their own life uh, and to move forward you know, and give them that hope, I want to say, and, and encouragement that they can do so. Yeah. But, and give them a lot of tools too. Yes, a lot of, you know, tools. because they're, they're not, you know, if they spend two hours a week with me, that's not the other, whatever, however many, my math is bad, but however many hours during the week that they have to deal with the real world and mm -hmm. with their spouse or their kids or their boss or their friends, you know, so I give people tools so that they can instantly get in touch with what's going on. So that if somebody pushes their button, they're able to say, okay, what are they showing me about myself? What do I need to see about myself? And I think that's probably the, the most important thing that I give people um, besides the shovel is the mirror so that they can see, you know, what is this person reflecting to me that I need to see about myself? You know, and I, I, I hate to say this because it always sounds so dramatic, but it's so true that I think if, if the world understood that concept, there'd be no need for wars, there'd be no need for violence, there'd be no need for divorce, because everybody would just take responsibility and go, oh, okay, that person that said that to me, they're not a jerk, they're just showing me a part of myself that I need to see. Mm -hmm. So it would change the world, it really would. It would, and the blame game would probably disappear. So. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Wow. So where can my listeners get a hold of you if they're interested, you know, in, in learning from you? Well, everything is available on my website, RoyceMorales.com, R-O-Y-C-E, just like Joyce with an R, Morales. And, or it's also under Perfect Life Awakening. It, it will both lead you to the same website. And, and your books, where can they purchase your books? They're all on Amazon and they're all available on my website as well. Wow. So, boy, 40 years. 
<laughs> I know, really. <laughs> I know. We look back and we say, wow, it's been that long. I mean, yeah. but, you know, yeah. I'm sure it'll be uh, 40 or 50 years more. So, <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> so, you know, I, I, I want to thank you so much for, for uh, being on my show today. Just again, give out your information. Sure. It's RoyceMorales.com. And I, I forgot to mention that I am starting radio show. Oh, yes. That's mm -hmm. going to be airing on HealthyLife.net. That's also on my website. And um, it's going to be on the fourth Monday of every month. And it starts in August, August 23rd. And I have the most amazing guest for the first program, uh, Michael Benner. For those of you in, in the Southern California area, you'll recognize his name. He's an amazing man on KPFK. Uh, he talks about mindfulness and emotional intelligence. So take a listen. Very exciting. Oh, well, congratulations. Thank that, you. That's a Thank wonderful you. feeling having you yeah. on the show, believe me. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so thrilled. And the topic that we're going to be talking about every month is what happens when you trust your intuition? So I found some amazing people, you included, that are going to be guests on my show that talk about uh, uh, fantastic experiences of trusting their intuition and what happened from it. And some people will talk about, wow, I didn't trust my intuition and this is what happened from it. So it's all about intuition, listening to that inner guidance. Oh, I always say that little inner voice always steers us in the right direction. It's when we do not listen to it that yeah, go a little haywire for. Oh yeah, you know. So, but uh, again, thank you so very much. Thank you, Barbara. Uh, thank you. This was fun. Really, oh, a lot of fun for me too. Believe me. <laughs> <laughs> and and all your information, you know, um, if you did not get uh, Royce's information, it'll be on YouTube and also on my website. So, thank you. Have a beautiful day. Thank you, Barbara. You too. Oh, thank you. So, you know, again, thank you very much for listening. And I would love to leave you with these words. You know, my purpose is to help you overcome your challenges and encourage healing and your success and nurture and honor your dreams and desires so that you are able to truly manifest them. So you cannot build a story of success if you give up. So the world is full of people who gave up. And the world needs hope. So stand up and fight through your challenging moments and allow yourself to shine through the dark times and to be the difference in an indifferent world. So truly trust and believe in yourself. And I hope that you enjoyed my podcast and my guest, Royce Morales, and that you heard what you needed to hear. So please visit me at motivateyourlife.net and visit and subscribe to my YouTube channel, Barbara Savin. And there I have grounding and sleep and relaxation meditations and so much more. And please subscribe to the Spiritual Warrior Coach podcast on YouTube. So, you know, I would love to hear from you. Email me at barbaraesavin at aol.com. Again, it's barbaraesavin at aol.com. And have a beautiful week filled with love and with light. Love, Barbara.